come on, I believe God's going to break some spirits in this house tonight. I believe that there's going to be some chains that are broken in this house. But God has to prepare the people. Thank you for allowing me to be here and love my brother as a leader in my life. Someone I can look up to and it's so good to see some more of my family. I don't get to see my family anymore. I'm going to get to meet some of them tonight too. Sonny and Jared and Ann Mason Matthew, all of you, Nathan, Cooper, Angela, I love every one of you. But I've got a job to do, and a lot has fallen fell to my direction. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to the Word of the Lord in Luke, the 14th chapter, the 25th verse. I'm going to say again, thank you. So good to see a house full on Wednesday night. Luke, the 14th chapter, and the 25th verse. It says, And there went out great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower, everybody say a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost? whether he has sufficient to finish it. Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish This man began to build and was not able to finish. And the Lord will help me tonight to preach the burden that's upon me. If you allow me to give it to you, I've tied on my message tonight. My cost, my reward. My cost my reward come on can you set your Bibles down all over this house come on can you lift your voices in prayer come on I need your help tonight come on church come on church God's fixing to speak to some situations in this house to things that no one knows God's going to speak to them tonight there's no room for the enemy in this house 
your house. Come on, I want you to lift it up one more time. Lift your voice as loud as you can. You may be seated. My cost, my reward. Each and every person, no doubt, under the sound of my voice has heard many preachers, many pastors, many evangelists preach about counting the cost. It's been shouted, it's been preached from pulpits throughout generations across many denominations from coast to coast. They preach you got to count the cost. But some would preach it that that Jesus paid the price and he did but they preach it in a way that you never have to do anything but to think about something or to believe in something and you shall be saved. But this is not the truth Tonight, I know this will be very elementary and basic to begin with, but God is wanting us to understand some things. There's more to this than just believing that God is your Savior. There's more to believe or to to live in this life than just believing that He is a Savior. Because the Bible lets us know that Satan believes and trembles. But there's no room for Satan in heaven. He will not be there. Brother Motes, how do you say this? Because I know that he has a reward for the cost that he's paid. They believe, they'll preach that you can still just live in your sins. They believe that you can just go ahead and drink your alcohol. You can puff on your your cancer enhancements. You can look at the pornography when your wife is gone or your husband's at work. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I can already feel that block, that brick wall. I can feel it in the spirit, but guess what? We're not going to back up tonight. We've got somewhere we've got to go. We've got a heaven to gain and a hell to lose. We're going to give it everything that we've got. It's a lie from the pits of hell. There's more than just believing. There's a price. It's got to be paid. Oh, Brother Motes, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, the Bible, it ain't ain't just haphazardly saying that that faith without works is dead. But it also tells us that the wages of sin is death. Help us, Holy Ghost. There's a cost and there's a reward. There's a, there's a cost 
and there's a reward. I, I, I know this is elementary. Please forgive me. It's the way I preach. But I've got a newsflash for everyone. Nothing in this life is free. If you're going to have anything in life, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to roll your sleeves up and say, you know what? I don't care what the world's doing. I'm going to make it. My family's going to be safe. I'm going to press. Why does Pastor Moats have to be spending all that money? Why does he got to spend all that time building a new church building? I'm happy with what we got. My family's saved. There's nothing that I need. Why would we push any further? I felt this in the Holy Ghost. Just look around. This is Wednesday night and a lot of people are sick. Look around. There's not much more room for revival. Oh, Brother Moza, I don't need revival. I've got my parking spot out there. I've got my pew sitting over there. And nobody better get in my pew. Or I'm going to bust them doors wide open. And I'm going to go back home and get in my easy chair and watch it on my iPad. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. It don't mean a lot to you. But you know what? You don't have to look at your neighbor. You don't know what your neighbor is inside crying out, saying, God, I've got a baby boy. I've got a baby boy that's got the needle in his arm, and the doctors don't know how to help him. The lawyer can't help him. God, I need revival in my family. I need a miracle. I need a breakthrough. You may tell you why we got to go forward because we need revival. With no more room, there's no more miracles. Miracles that you need. People are, people come to church and they got a smile on their face. Matter of fact, some of them come with a frown on their face. They come in the back door already looking like, don't talk to me. Maybe not hot springs. All you holy rollers. But you carry that bad spirit in the house when you come in here. I don't like the color of the ceiling. I don't like the big screen or whatever it is. I don't like the carpet. I don't like the way Brother Motes gets all up in my business. 
I don't like how people come and shake me down every time I come to the house of God. Hey, let me tell you, if you'd get in the flow of things, people wouldn't have to shake you down. People would tell you to slow down because you're going to receive what God has for you. Come on, why don't everybody clap your hands? Why don't everybody get involved? You can be seated. You know what? The one that needs the miracle, the one that needs a breakthrough, you don't ever hear them complaining. They don't complain about the cost. Brother Motes wants me to go to church twice on Sunday. And if that ain't enough, he wants me to come pray on Monday. Why don't he pray? He can, he can carry the anointing. He can carry the burden for this thing. And all along, them spirits begin to war. They begin to fight. Hey, I could feel it this morning when I woke up. I could feel just like a weakness in my body. I could feel Satan didn't want me to preach this. Hey, I don't know what he's preaching. Maybe he's preaching along the same lines I am. I don't know. But you know what? I know that hell hates this place. Hey, let me, let me say it this way. And you can chalk it up that I'm a moats and I talk like this. If you've got a problem with the church, if you've got a problem with the man of God, you got a problem with the drum? If you got a problem with the tambourines? If you got a problem with everybody that sings? If you got a problem with the Sunday school teacher? If you got a problem with the regular school teacher? It's not all of them, it's the spirit that's driving you. You need revival. You need a touch from God. But hey, hang on. I've got good news for you if you hate all of it. You're not alone. You don't have to lift your hand. I'm just telling you, you're not alone. Satan hates it too. Come on, why don't everybody lift your hands all over this house? I can feel it getting tight in here right now. Hey, we come against you, Satan. We plead the blood over this house. We plead the blood over these people. Sit down, I gotta hurry. You've got to weigh the cost and the reward. Can I submit to you tonight that there is no set value or a price tag on someone that everybody else in the church has given up on? Donnie said again, 
There's not a set value. When everybody's giving up on somebody. But they got a mama. But they got a mama that says, you know what? I'm not giving up on my baby girl. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm going to find myself a place to pray and I'm going to call her name out to you. Hey, when there's a pastor that says, you know what? I should have kicked him out a long time ago. But God, give me some more time. Give me another chance. I want to save him. When they walk through the back doors of our church, there's nothing greater than that. He may not be dressed right. His hair may not be combed. The stench of sin may still be on his breath. He has nothing to put in the offering plate. And his life is so broken that no one can put the pieces back together. But the church begins to pray. The church says, you know what? I will pay the cost. It's hard for us. It's hard for us to see the reward. It's hard for us because it's our nature to look at the downfalls of each and every one of us. But if the church will bind together in unity and quit fighting with each other, then God will make the impossible possible. When the nature or the nature of each and every one of us We struggle to see the good in him or her. I believe that God and the angels look over the balcony of heaven and they get ready to rejoice because they can see that the prodigal son is on his way home. We see the destruction, but God sees a worship leader We see the liar, but God sees a man that he can put a word into and make him turn into a preacher. We see the harlot, but God sees a soul winner. We see the physical disabilities, and God sees a miracle. We see the mental scars, but God sees a testimony. Come on, let's fill out to the Holy Ghost right now, church. God sent me here tonight to tell you that you've got to be willing to pay the price or the cost. For the most, you're preaching about sins that I have not committed. There's always you in the group. I've got a question for you. 
no matter how righteous and sanctified you've lived your whole life, are you saying that there's not room for you to grow? Oh, help me, God. Are you saying that there's not a few more things that you need to get right? Can I tell you, it don't matter how long you've been in this thing. It don't matter if this is your first service or you've been in this for 80 years. God does ne he never calls anybody to just sit right there and to never grow. Hey, shame on us. I'm saying us. If five years ago we're the same Christians we were today than we was back then. God wants us to see the cost and the reward. You've seen miracles. You've seen victories in this church. I've told people all over the country about this church. Every chance I get, I tell people, you need to go to Hot Springs. You need to hear my brother preach. They're having revival like not many other Pentecostal churches in the world right now. I tell everybody that. But don't, don't think that, I'm, that there's some wool over my eyes. Because I've been pastoring a little over two years and I've learned a lot of things. You can be self-righteous all you want to be. But I'm telling you, I've done this enough now to know that a man of God can stand in the pulpit and he can preach, he can scream, he can spit, he can throw things, it don't matter. And there will still be people that know that he's in the will of God that'll walk right back out that door and they got something to say about it. It's okay. If you need to stop me, you stop me. It's he can stand in the pulpit and he can preach without holiness. No man shall see the Lord. And walk right back out that door and post things on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and everything, knowing good and well that they're not dressed the way that the man of God's been preaching that they should dress. I don't care that the devil don't like it. I've got to preach what God has given me. Well, Brother Motes, I don't know that it's a heaven or hell issue. That's a good, that's a good thought. But let me ask you a question. What if it is a heaven and hell issue? Can y'all feel that? 
Am I the only one that feels that? I can feel some pushback in the spirit right now. Hey, what if it is a heaven and hell issue? What you gonna do standing before God and say, wow, I didn't know it meant that much. Oh yeah. Wherever the pastor puts the line, That's his opinion. Okay, maybe the line ain't the sin. You ever wondered if rebellion's a sin? I feel like I'm in the firing squad right now. But you know what? I'm not afraid of this stuff. I've had God whip me too many times to say I'm not going to say what God gives me. Hey, I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid of God. I'm in fearful of him. I want to do what I've got to do to make it right. For the most, see, I was from the beginning of this church. I came I forgot the name of the other place. Westinghouse. Why do I want to say Generette? <laughs> I was from way back then. Brother Moats used to take me to dinner every night after service. I can tell I'm not preaching good. This may be my last time to be here. Am I allowed to come down here? Hey, back, way back when, Brother Moats would say, come on up here. We got somebody in the altar praying. And we had joined up together. And we had praying through the Holy Ghost. You don't have to amen me. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Where's Leah at? Where's Leah? Right there. Oh, Sister Leah. Me and her. Oh, somebody come in with the devil. And we'd get them together. We'd ride them to the ground. You think I'm kidding? I watched her ride somebody to the ground right over there. You know what, Sister Moats don't even don't even look for me to help her pray no more. See, there's some new babies that are in the church. Oh, I'm fixing to preach to you now. I preached all that to get to this place. See, there's some new babies that are in the church. They don't have it quite figured out the way we've got it figured out. You know, really, Brother Moats should just kick them on out. You know, I don't like their attitude. And that's a mom and a daddy that haven't learned to whoop their kids yet. 
Oh, I'm preaching to church right now. I'm not preaching about revival. I'm preaching to the church right now. If you're a visitor, I'm sorry you're here to hear this, but I'm preaching to the church right now. And there's something inside of me that I feel like I've been forgotten. I feel like the church don't even need me anymore. The truth is, you should have grew up a long time ago. Looking for things in the ark. I don't like the gopher wood. I don't like the smell of the animals. You know what? They'd never even seen the rain before. You know what I love to do? When it rains, I like to go outside and look at it. You know what? Dad, won't you just let me go on out on the top of the ark? I want to watch the rain for a while. I know you said I need to be in the ark, but there's some things outside I want to see. You're just a man. You're just, you're just worried about your family. As long as your family, as long as Matthew gets to play the bass, you could care less about all, all the rest of us. And you know what you do? You don't realize it. But you're starting a war on the inside of the house. A house divided. Brother Motes, why are you preaching this? Because there's another church coming. There's another ark that's being built right now. Because you've got family members that got to make their way back to the house of God. You've got to get everything worked out. You can't carry them spirits to the next house. Yes. You better be careful with your mindset of I'm being forgotten. Because it'll destroy you. And it won't just destroy you. There's another generation. Do you know why we have a church school? Does anybody know why we have them? It's because we're trying to save another generation. You know, there should be some mamas excited about a church school. There should be some daddies that are excited about the church school. Hey, why wouldn't you want your babies in the ark? Why wouldn't you want them in a house of protection? We see it. There's a price that 
you're paying. I pray that my price that I pay brings forth good fruit. What are you preaching, Brother Motes? I'm preaching that it matters. It matters. It matters what you're doing. It matters what you're saying. The Bible not only talks about what to say, it tells you how to think. It leads every step of our life. And if you've got a question that the Bible can't answer, then you're not reading your Bible. Help us, God. What if it is that it's my prayer life is not where it needs to be? I pray on Sunday morning. I pray on Sunday night. Sometimes I come Monday night. But I'm there every Wednesday night. And then I pray that my prayer lasts until next Sunday. Hey, let me tell you something. You should be praying as much as you're eating. I just feel this in the Holy Ghost to tell you, if you've got a problem praying, then maybe every time you eat, you ought to think, I'm not going to eat until I pray. Because you know some of you be praying nonstop. Me included. Hey, but when you begin to pray, everything changes. Hey, that attitude you got will disappear. Hey, hey, the problems you have with everybody else will dissipate when you begin to pray. Help us, God. Is this good preaching for hot springs? Let me go a step further. Just because you're not doing anything does not mean you're not paying a price. Oh, Pastor Mozart, I'm not sinning. I'm just not giving up my tithes. Oh, don't preach about tithes. Hey, you may tell you something, what I've learned from pastoring, but they don't like to hear me say it, so I'll say it to y'all. I can watch people and I see what's going on in their life. I don't even have to go look to see if they're paying their tithes. We believe in paying tithes around here? That felt kind of strong right there. When people start having problems, them tithes are in their pocket. When you see them start to have problems in the prayer room, they're talking, but it's not to God. Maybe y'all have got it figured out. Magnolia, they're probably watching. I love every one of them. But you know what? Nobody's got anything to say until it's time to pray. <laughs> 
Man, you're not going to believe this, brother. I was looking at a new car the other day. Over trying to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I can hear this conversation. You're not going to believe this. This person said this. And this person did that. And I'm praying, God, just help me. God, I've got to preach here in a minute. You know why it's quiet? Because it's true. Hey, I like the shouting. I like the chandelier waving. But let me tell you, sometimes you need to hear some truth. Hey, you wonder why you're not getting your breakthrough? Because you're not even seeking a breakthrough. You're seeking every bit of gossip that you can find. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Brother Motes has got to be blind to what this person is doing. He must not understand. I really thought he was an intelligent guy. I would think he's got better judgment than that. He keeps using somebody else and he's not using me. He keeps letting them read the scriptures and they keep stuttering. Help me, Holy Ghost. Hey, I'm not, I don't know why I'm preaching this. This is just what God was giving me. Brother Motes needs to just be done. He needs to just throw the towel in on him. But you know what you don't see? And he's never going to tell you this. But I can tell you because I know. Not because he told me. It's because I've done it. You don't see the hours he's laid up underneath the pew. Tears running down his face. God, in myself, I'm worthless. God, I don't have the answers. But God, if you, if you, if you cast judgment on this person, their babies are going to pay too. Laying in bed at night and can't sleep and toss and turn. God, just give me the words to speak. Help me show mercy, God. But all the church does is they take off out the door and they begin to verbalize the misunderstandings. What makes it worse is as they verbalize it in the car, there's little ears in the back seat. There's little ears that are listening. Mama, what'd you say? Daddy, what'd you say? You're paying a price that you're gonna reap a reward one day for. And I'm telling you, it will be in your children. You're breaking the very thing that is going to allow your child to be saved. (laughs) 
I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's just stop a moment right there. Come on, I want you to lift your hands all over this house. God, save our children. God, let us see ourselves for who we are, God. You're leading your children to a place that the pastor or the preacher cannot reach them. When I was a child, a young man, a preacher could get in the pulpit and he could talk about the moon turning to blood. He could talk about the sun going out, the stars falling from the sky, and I'd run to the altar. With fear and trembling, working out my salvation. But we're destroying our children to the place that where when they grow up, all they look for is the bad or the flaws in the church. Why is it that our children aren't afraid of hell anymore? It's because we're raising our children with Hollywood. Oh, 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 not me, Brother Motes. I don't have Hollywood. My baby's got an iPhone. We're not letting Hollywood raise our children. And our kids are up late at night. Hey, don't you think the devil ain't after your children? Oh, Brother Motes, it's just, it's just cartoons. That's how blind you are. They've got new cartoons out with transvestites and everything. Why does our children not know if they're boys and girls? It's because Hollywood's raising them. Oh, Brother Motes. I can feel it. I can feel it. Oh, Brother Motes. It's, I can't do it on my own. I need somebody to babysit my children. You'll wake up one day and your children will be destroyed. Hey, this ain't hearsay. There is a school right now, is it not? I think it's, is it this county? Where they got a boy's restroom? A girl's restroom? I think it's right here. Or is this Washington County? Where's Washington County? I think it's Washington. Anyways, now they've got a kitty litter box because kids identify as kitties. What? What? That's where you want your kids to be? Don't come to me crying. Sucker keeps licking his arm. (laughs) 
telling you, this is a sick world. But what's sicker is the church is allowing it in the church. I'm going to go a step further. I know this is live. I don't give a rip. Let me tell you what's wrong with Pentecost today. I'll be blackballed after this message. Our worship has become theatrical. There's more theatrics than there are organic, spontaneous worship in the house. Our music becomes professional and it's less anointed. We need on fire Holy Ghost Church. Our preaching becomes more educated. It becomes more inclusive. But we do away with conviction. Altar calls are no longer travailing services. It's personal help group classes. Pentecost used, used to cast out spirits. Oh, we don't have that no more. No, you don't have that no more. Hey, you know what we do now? We pacify the spirit and we escort them out the back door. We'll get somebody else out there to talk them out of the ignorance. If it gets too bad, we'll call the cops on them. Let me tell you, Pentecost, we're going to pay a price for that. Or the most why you push us every time we come to church because there's a reward that's coming. And not all rewards are good things. Churches become competition among the brethren and the sisters. It comes to a place that it's my four and no more. And nobody's going to take my spot. No one's going to sing my song. That's my song. Nobody's going to take my drums from me. Nobody's going to play my piano. Nobody's going to get my microphone. Verse 29 said, Less happily, after he hath laid the foundation, is not able to finish it. After that, behold, it began to mock him. My question for you tonight is whenever the man was building the tower, you're building a tower too. Are you building a tower? Are you building your own kingdom? I 
I want you to ask yourself, am I building something for God or am I building my kingdom? I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Let me tell you what's happening right now. People know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know who you are. I don't know if it's one or it's a hundred. But God sent me here for you tonight to tell you that there's a reward that's coming. You better make sure that the reward you're going to get is what you want. Verse 30 says, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. To think that you started out doing a good work. There's not a doubt in my mind that my brother, he's so smart with business. I'd just like to send him all my money and let him just do what he does. I'd be rich one day. But whenever he built this, started building this new church, you can't tell me he wasn't going over whatever thing's going to cost. Can we do this? Can we do this? Because let me tell you something, there's nothing worse than building a church that you can't ever get finished. You make your God look very small when he, your God can't help you finish what you've started. But with all the spirits that's inside of each and every one of us, and we're all fighting and warring with one another, God gave me one more scripture I'm going to read. Proverbs, the first chapter, the 26th verse says, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me, but they shall not find me. I know what I've preached is heavy. Come to the music. I know what I'm preaching is not popular. But let me tell you something, church. You better stop the bickering with one another. I've been sent with a mandate from God to tell this church, you better put the pettiness behind you. Because God's calling a people to a higher place. He's calling a people down the road that's going to have revival. God's calling a people 
under the sound of my voice that you better not leave here tonight without getting it right. I feel the fear of the Holy Ghost on me right now. I'm not saying this in the prophetic. I'm saying this what the Holy Ghost has just given or laid on me to say right now. This may be the last night you ever be step foot in this house. I'm trembling on the inside of me right now. This may be the very last chance you get. And I don't want to be the one to say it. But God set it up this way. There's a reward that's coming. God. God, I don't want my reward to be my calamity. God, I don't want you to laugh at me. Because at the end of the day, when you stand before God, the only thing that you can say was it was my cost. And it's going to be my reward. Let me tell you one more thing, and then I'm going to open these altars. I don't believe that God ever brings judgment to any situation without giving a way out, a way of safety. He is so merciful to us. And He's given us time, He's given us this moment, but He's reaching for you. I don't know who you are. Come on, I want everybody to close your eyes all over this house. I don't want nobody to look around. But you know who I'm talking to. You've been doing just the opposite of what your pastors told you to do. You've taken things into your own hands. You've decided you're going to do it your own way. And there's a reward that's coming down the road. Turn. Turn from your ways. Turn from your ways, church. Somebody needs to run to the altar tonight. Come on, nobody's going to judge you. Hey, we all need help. Come on, somebody needs to find their way to an altar tonight. Somebody needs to cry out to a God tonight. Come on, there's already people, tears running down their face right now. Come on, don't you leave without reaching out to God. A reward is coming. Come on, there needs to be some people lifting up their voices and crying out to God.
Come on, come on, church. Come on, you know how to get in the spirit. Come on, you know how to pray. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, quit fighting with one another. Come on, quit fighting the spirit. It's drawing you right now. You don't have to leave this house without the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, God. Come on, there needs to be some mamas praying for your babies right now. Come on, there needs to be some daddies crying out for their babies right now. Come on, come on. Come on, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Come on, if you're not praying, I want you to join up with somebody. Come on, you don't know what your neighbor's going through right now. You don't know what your neighbor's going through. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on.